Coming up on Telling the Odds, Rangers of the New Republic has been officially scrapped. We have a few Book of Boba Fett nuggets we're going to talk about, and the sequel trilogy characters could return. What time is it, 3PO? It is time for Telling the Odds. And welcome back to yet another episode of Telling the Odds. We're back in camera, in person, in high definition. In live action? Yeah. No, no, I didn't say that the opening. That was in the... Because we were animated the last yeah, time? Yeah. You still couldn't get the... I didn't even... Okay. It's a, it's a funny idea. Come on. Good, I'd love good. to see us animated. Let's yeah, do like... A, yeah, or it, a puppet episode where we just like on the bottom with like our hands. And let's like totally do that. Yeah. Whole episode. That would be a bit... It's like the entire, yeah. you know, episode of the podcast is kind of like the holiday special. And then like halfway through, we just become animated for about 15 minutes. Exactly. And yet that's the best part of it. It is. Uh, welcome back, Michael. Yeah. Welcome back to everybody else. I hope you've had a good week and I hope you enjoyed um, our first feature length presentation of the podcast uh, in this new format yeah. because we just did the channel update the first time and uh, it's I gone think, pretty well. Yeah, we, 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 we were working out a few kinks as far as the, uh, as far as exporting it and mm. uh, actually editing it, editing it together with our new camera, with the new way in which we actually put it together yeah. um, and how we, you know, kind of put the audio and the visuals together with our mixer mm. and that kind of thing. But that's all, Housekeeping, that's not yep. to worry about. It will improve as we go along and exactly. get more experience with it. Michael, you were just telling me that this week you uh, got Jedi Fallen Order, a game you haven't yes, played. Yes, I've yet to play it. I will I'll make sure to do so. But uh, yes, I picked that up on the Steam sale. So uh, awesome. good. I'm excited to do that because uh, I do always love the uh, Star Wars video games. Like, uh, you I do, love the old yeah. LucasArts ones from the early 2000s. Uh, some of my favorite video games. we got to do made. an episode focused on that. We do. We'll, we'll you make mentioned sure that like our, months uh, ago and we never ago, got around to it. I mean, yeah, we had our long break. But uh, we'll have to do our favorite Star Wars games ranked and explain why they're so uh, important to For us. For sure. And, so and it's because we've got that open world yeah, uh, is, is it Ubisoft? Yeah, Ubisoft, Ubisoft uh, Star Wars yeah, game which coming we've up, which I heard bits about every so often. Yeah. but uh, still looks like it's a while off. But uh, that will be maybe when there's a major trailer or something, we'll do a, like a tie-in episode on that. That should be a good idea. Yep, exactly. But we've got lots to talk about this week. What do we? Uh, what do we got up first? We do. Uh, so we're gonna get into a main topic a little bit later, and uh, I imagine that it's the title of the episode itself. So Probably. stick around for that a little bit later. But first, we've got a few things to talk about. Uh, yeah. We've got a few little uh, nuggets in regards Tidbits. to little, little uh, quick, quick news. Into, quick, it's back. <laughs> into uh, uh, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, nothing major, just a few little things. Mm. Uh, they released a TV spot um, yes. that showed a few uh, things, a couple of extended shots of Boba at that kind of large table that's really giving off a yeah. kind of Goodfellas underworld gangster, vibe. The, uh, the Star Wars gangster TV show. Yeah, great. exactly. I mean, you know what? It's kind of giving me... Uh, I'm hoping that we might get to see kind of uh, you know, connotations and kind of bits of that yeah, cancelled like 1313 oh, show oh. that was going to happen. Was that, you mean it was a video game, I think. A video game or a show? Gosh, was there, was there a 1313 show? I definitely know there was a video game called Star Wars 1313, yeah. which was going to be set in the uh, in the Coruscant Underworld in level 1313. Uh-huh. But I, I think I do remember hearing something about a TV show also around that, which was going to be like in that Coruscant Underworld vibes, which, yeah. hey, this is what it's going for. I... I'm d- very excited. The more we see of it, the more it's like kind of unexpectedly like, yeah, this does sound really interesting. I really hope it like shows like a really brutal side to Star Wars we really haven't experienced before. Like you can kind of get that really across in like these kind of crime shows, which like show like the brutal Absolutely. aspect of it, where no one's really a good guy. It's just like two like villains and bad guys just fighting against each other for power. Like I really like that in shows, especially like, because be really cool. especially because Robert Rodriguez is oh, helming yeah, Robert Rodriguez. the show. I mean that that scene in I think, creator of Spy Kids itself doesn't give a 
feel of that. <laughs> I think it was episode six of Mandalorian season two when Boba oh, yeah. first showed up when they go to um, yeah. If you get that, the when whole they go show. to when they go to Tython, those mm. fight scenes with Boba when he's just like brutal, yeah, brutally. But he, like he's slaughtering like those stormtroopers with the um the stormtroopers. with the gaffy stick oh, and the way the plasteel just like shatters. There's that hits. moment where he like he just yep. bifurcates oh. uh, uh, a a stormtrooper's Very helmet good. and you get a close up on it and it's like literally been yep. like I can't imagine what that guy's face looked like after. Mm. Um, but That's if we're getting a we whole show of that, yeah, that kind of dynamic in Star Wars, that just like, I I can't. It's very exciting, it. especially because I'm a fan of you know gangster stories, Scorsese, mm. Sopranos, that kind of thing. Uh, so so to see that in my favorite universe and my favorite franchise is just think, a dream come yeah, true. especially that, but in like a Star Wars vibe to it. Like that's what I love exactly. about the way that you can tell these genres and types of stories, but like frame it in the Star Wars universe that it still fits. Like the Star Wars universe is so open to that that like you can really do anything. While anything it still can be a Star Wars fits story. Fits inside it. You can do westerns. You can do political thrillers. You can do like espionage. You can do like epic fantasy stories. It's very um, wide for that. And so like a, a more gritty gr- crime-based like one would be really interesting. It's what George has always said. Anything can be a Star Wars Anything story. Anything can be yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and in that TV spot, that same TV spot that we were talking about for Boba, uh, there was a quick shot of him kind of rejuvenating in a back-to-tank, which mm. is which is interesting. I mean, it it asks the question, uh, you know, is, is this, I imagine this might just be like a, you know, a, he's, he's, Doing some back to therapy yeah. or something like that, uh, in conjunction with his new place in uh, in in Jabba's palace and him being kind of this leader, especially because in the trailers, if you notice, there is a little bit more definition to the, his face. He's got the yeah. eyebrows back. He looks at, he just looks a little bit better uh, in, right. in general because in is, in, in is Mando, the assumption being he only just got out of the back door and we saw in Mando because that's like five years or something. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know how long it's been, and that actually Wait, leads into something else. The about, Sarlacc. I meant to say the Sarlacc. Yeah, yeah. This actually leads into something else. They've they've said that. Might might answer that question but yep. uh yeah so he's either doing this kind of back to therapy as kind of just making himself better and that would make sense based on the fact that he just looks a little bit better you know well put together yep. in this show because in mando he's got all those he's kind of he looks he kind does of look kind of yeah, he, he looks kind of like, like kind of burned melted. and yeah. scarred which is interesting uh, um, it's a good effect and it and like once you saw it, you're like, oh, yeah, you can tell this guy, like, was fighting for his life inside a like, Sarlacc. He was, like, fighting against the stomach acids inside the to Sarlacc. To be fair, it digests you over a thousand years. So in five, you probably only was, what's that, 0.2% digested? Oh, look at that. I can, you can, anyone can survive being 0.2% Tell him the odds digested. arithmetic with Michael Favell. I hope uh, that's right. Good jo- I, I hope it is, too. <laughs> I'm in trouble if it's not. Uh, yeah, so, and in conjunction with what you just said, how long has he been, like, how long uh, has he been on Tatooine waiting for uh, someone to kind of make his armor known? like some of those questions that we have about Boba's life and his chronology, that kind of thing. Uh, I think it was answered by uh, Tamara Morrison himself, who said uh, in regards to us having questions, fan questions, big fan theories about Boba's life in general, he said, there will definitely be a number of answers, some long-winded answers, some short and sharp answers, some colourful answers. We're filling a lot of gaps. So all like answering every question without saying anything. I love it. I mean, I, I I hope that would be the case. I mean, there are definitely some parts of Boba's life that we haven't seen. I mean, there's that moment, there's that part in Clone Wars where he goes from, you know, Boba's quite heavily in Clone Wars. There's that moment when they have the, the train episode with Asajj Ventress, one of my Mm. favorite episodes of later Clone Wars, uh, when Uh, he essentially gets sold to those. Is it called bounty? Bounty. Yeah. Yeah. He essentially gets like sold to those, squid people you know uh you know because the side adventures kind of <laughs> yeah uh, chains him up in that box in the bugs. and then you don't see him again in clone wars and then obviously oh, Gosh, that squid person was so disgusting they're always like yeah, my bride at last <laughs> oh, you know it was oh, you know you know who he kind of so he, he reminds me of the big hazu he kind of does that's um yeah uh so anyway that's the first that's the last time we saw clone wars boba mm. and the next time you see him 
chronologically would be in the original trilogy. Yes. Um, you, we uh, if, well, the canon, so semi-canon deleted scene would have featured him as well. Yes, that's the thing. We don't know how much of that is or still not canon. We would have, yeah. I mean, I would love to see that I, I mean, I, I, most of the uh, cancelled Clone Wars was just assumed as canon. Um, I'd love to see. A, I'd love to see parts of that so, um, continued in this in this I show. Agree. Again, I, I've I've championed him Cad over Bane, the course Cad, uh, Cad over Cad the course Bane. of uh, you know the Book of Boba Fett you yeah. know discussion. Not only Cad Bane, but bring Daniel Logan into yeah, the show. Daniel Logan. Let's see good. him. Let's uh, if you want to do some of those flashbacks, it makes sense because that's Gosh, what a so young that's what well. a younger Boba would look like. Just take one look at the guy's Instagram. It's mm. only Boba Fett, so clearly he's interested. <laughs> yep. um, it's kind of like Ray Park. Yeah, exactly. Because Ray Park's Instagram is all Darth Maul. Ray Park back two or three times now, like uh, yeah, Solo, End of Clone Wars, anything else? Ah, uh, Ray Park, because um, Daniel Logan he was did the Clone he Wars. did the motion in the um, yeah, in the Ahsoka. in the Clone Wars season seven episode, uh, the Phantom Apprentice. He yeah. did the motion capture for that fight. Exactly. So he's been um, brought back twice. They brought back Daniel Logan for the Clone Wars. So hey, they've shown that they will do that. Like they'll bring back like uh, prequel era actors who are still very interested in coming back. So yeah. that would be great if they did use Daniel Logan in some form or another even if it is just like a voicing of the younger version of him because it doesn't look like 12 or 14 anymore obviously but like he could still like you know, bringing him back in some fashion would just be. I be, think he could pull off the age, the, the the work. You know, the, I think he could pull it. off the age that Boba's supposed to be around the time of the Con Wars ending. I guess it's hard because, like, he's only supposed to be like what, like thirty in a in the original trilogy, thirty early late thirties, maybe early forties. Whereas he does not look that. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not sure how old Tamara yeah, Morrison is now, but because um, he was supposed to be unaffected by the aging, the the he doesn't he 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 was given no growth acceleration exactly. as a clone, so he's just normal. He was an alpha. Yeah. Yeah, age normally. The, the Omega, we learn about that. Omega? Um, Omega, yeah. <laughs> we learn about that in Bad Batch. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, guys, that's Book of Boba Fett um, and some of the like little bits of um, news that we can get into yeah, there. Um, you did also bring up Cad Bane. I would love to see Cad yes. Bane live action in the show. I hope that's something we get to good. see. Because um, um, there's like there's lots of history there, you know, unfinished business. I would say it'd be cool to bring back Aura Singh as well, but... Uh, She's dead, so she is dead, right? Yeah, um, as as killed by Tobias Beckett. So. Yes, or oh, no, the fall killed Sorry. her. He just pushed her. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Got yeah, me. I'm just quoting. I'm just you know going off of what he said. Exactly. Uh, when in doubt exactly quote. That's the end. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. So that's Book of Boba Fett. Now we're yep. going to get into onto our second uh, smaller story of the day, and it concerns Rangers of the New Republic, uh, a new another uh, show that we've that we've seen nothing of. Kind of continuing the discussion for last week as well. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know because. Um, you know, it was. I think it was a little bit further off the ground um, when it was plausible to have Gina Carano involved, yeah. and then there was some things. That, oh, maybe she'll be replaced by Harrison Dula, that I kind of like, thing. I feel like when it was first announced, uh, and we talked about this last week, but I feel like when it was first announced, it kind of felt like it was going to be like around the same time as Ahsoka and Mando sees three. Like I thought it was going to be like around about that time. Maybe I was just wrong, but I feel like I remember hearing something about that. And the fact that like Ahsoka is well on its way, like started casting Mando season three would have been like put into production, like a fair bit ago. Has that already started filming or has what started filming? Mandalorian season three or not? I think I, uh, I don't really maybe know. Not, maybe not, maybe but not. Like either way, they're on their way. The fact that this is like almost out of the way, like, you know, it uh, yeah. shows that there was clearly something behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes. So the Rangers of the New Republic, is not happening. No. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really hoping that this is going to be the sad trombone sound bite. I'm really hoping I'm right. <laughs> no, that's the scary one. Hang on, we're going to try again. 
Nope, that's a rim shot. There we go. Yeah, we really got to label those things. We do. And <laughs> do some more Star Wars ones. But, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's... I'm not editing that out. <laughs> no, that was amazing. Uh, I, was, I was not ready for that. Um, <laughs> the, I th- as much it is, it does suck. It wasn't the one I was most excited for. But also, I was one I was anticipating and one was looking forward to seeing because the New Republic. They just don't like uh, is, stories about X Wings. Yeah, really. well, that. But also, the New Republic is probably like the least explored part of the entire era in the sequel trilogy. Like, that's, we saw that's, it that's really for true. a single scene in Force Awakens and then it was destroyed. Yeah. Theoretically. Like, that's all we saw of it so far. Pre that, we've had a couple of X Wings show up in Resistance. Um, maybe I haven't seen resistance, so they might show up more, but like, as far as like, maybe there was a book, but like they've hardly appeared anywhere. I know all we've got from them really is, is Mandalorian. Yeah. We would really like to explore more about the new Republic. And this would have been a great way to do that. The most we got of them is either, you know, when Trapper Wolf and Mm. the other guy, I can't remember his name, the guy with the beard, um, uh, you know, kind of flight, sorry, uncle Iroh in the Netflix show. Yeah. I I honestly can't remember his name. Um, yeah. yeah, So, uh, yeah, we got that when they chase Mando, but probably the most in-depth part as to how the new Republic works is in that episode in the season one of Mando, where they break out the Twi'lek guy with Bill Burr. And yes, um, that was, uh, we learned about a little bit about the way that they're keeping criminals and whatnot. Because that's what I was thinking is that when that episode was happening, I'm like, okay, great. This is how the, we're going to see that, how the new Republic works. Mm. And I was thinking, and that's what I always thought, you know, does the Ranger, does the new Republic, do they use soldiers? Do they use droids? You know, when they grow up, when they got onto that, onto that, uh, ship, there's security droids, Mm. but there's also, um, that human, uh, security guard played by Matt Lanter yeah, has exactly. a cameo, so it's kind of like a mix of both. And I was excited to kind of get to to get yeah. to know how they work. Especially, and like, obviously, yeah. Cara Dune becomes a marshal in season two. So I just I love the idea of learning about the like the political systems in stuff. I mean, this again, like prequels have lots of politics and bad, but like it's interesting to learn. Like oh, if it's held, if it's held properly, it yeah, can be transitioning can be from a totalitarian authoritarian like empire that mm. controlled everything through force that eventually fell under it like under through rebellion. Like how seeing the re- the, the new republic. After those years, like we've heard a little bit, ba- little bit about it. How we heard about they they rapidly demilitarized the uh, government, which meant that they I mean, the, when the first order came, they weren't ready. But also, yeah. they like they made sure that there wasn't one planet that centrally held the um the the uh what's it called the um republic. They yeah. like transitioned from planet to planet so that it was like kind of spread throughout the galaxy. Like interesting things like that. It was so interesting to learn about. And like this show would have been a great like medium to explore that. Yeah, well here we go. I mean there's a there's a couple of quotes in in conjunction to this story. I mean, maybe uh, it wouldn't have been any of this. It probably that, um, would have been set, Kennedy, like, in the outer rim or so. Yeah the Kathleen Kennedy has uh, sort of Stepped up to the plate and said, um, yeah, so a third announced spin-off, Rangers of the New Republic, is not currently in active development. Some of that will figure into future episodes, I'm sure, of The Mandalorian. We'd yeah, never written any true. we'd never written any scripts or anything on that. So something like that, that yeah. something like that really confuses me because I would think that they wouldn't announce it if they weren't serious about doing it. Because it sounds to me that they weren't even it, it doesn't even sound to me like this was even really ever off the ground. I, I guess when they say they didn't have any scripts about it, I assume that would just mean we don't have this episode would have this storyline. This episode would have this storyline, like things like yeah. that. I mean, they, they, probably, they just said that nothing was written. They for almost it. definitely would have had like it's going to focus on this character. It's they would have written a treatment. their backstories. Yeah. It's going to be like this vibe to it like yeah obviously it's it was an early development like yeah they they announced these way in advance like well, that's we've how shown that with the previous things how yeah. they were announced and then like kenobi was announced like 
was it three years ago at this point? Well, Kenobi or? was going to be a movie, and then it turned into a series. I think uh, yeah. as as the as the as Mandalorian was coming out for the first time, I think mm. that's around the time that it transitioned into yeah, a, exactly. a show. So ages um, ago, like, and we're only going to see it like next year. So they clearly yeah. announced these way in advance. It seems to me that they, you know, I can't help but feel that. In you know when this all happened on the Investors Day last year, when they were, when they announced Rangers and Rogue Squadron and yep. the Acolyte and Ahsoka and Lando and Droid Tales and all that stuff, I you forgot know, about. I've completely forgot about Lando and Droid Tales. No, but that's what that, that's what I'm saying. I is that Lucasfilms forgot about them? I don't. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't enjoy. Just, I could just imagine the investors would be like, "All right, how's everything going? You're the, the department on Mandalorian. You're doing well, okay, on track. Department in uh, Range of New Republic. Oh, we lost. Uh, what's her name? Got cancelled. All right, cancel it, cancel it, get out of there. No, department on Boba Fett, looking good. Department on Lando. Shit, we forgot to hire people on Lando. Crickets. It's good to come out next year. Crickets. What do we do? Uh, put in two minutes episode. Like, yeah. I, honestly, I mean, don't hold me to this. I'd love to be wrong, but honestly... I don't think we'll ever see Lando. You reckon? I don't think we'll ever see Lando. I don't think we'll ever see Droid Tales. It seems to me that they'll be in a similar state as yeah. New, as Rangers of the New Republic. That I I guarantee you, not a single script has been written for any of them. I don't think a treatment's been written. You know what? That's how films and and TV shows work. Before scripts are written, yeah. a treatment is kind of devised as far as what's what the show's going to be about, who the characters are. What's point? What what mm. are, what is A, B, and C? Yeah. What are the plot points? Well, also known as something the sequel trilogy didn't yeah. do. We'll, uh, uh, we'll tie that down to you. We'll say in, in in two and a half years or three or four years time when Lando episode one starts, we'll go back to this clip and we'll, and we'll look very silly. But I really like, hope yeah. it happens. But based on the way that they've gone about mm. handling this show, yeah. doesn't seem like any of that's the case. But I, I think for me, Lando, the the biggest thing that always excited me would be the prospect of uh, Don Glover returning. About apart from that. You know, I don't really feel like we need more Lando. I, I would want it to be between yeah. Solo and Empire. I wouldn't want it to be before because that means we'd have to see more of L3, and I really don't like that character. So, <laughs> okay. um, yeah, she was, yeah, all right. Not, I just found, I just, I, she, I just found her annoying. Yeah, I, just, um, yeah. I agree. And then also, I, I, I don't, I, you know, no, Phoebe, I, Phoebe Waller Bridge wasn't the problem. I just no. didn't like the, the way the character was written. I don't mind the idea that if it was set um, like post Return of the Jedi or even. Pre-return, it's like like her. I'm oh, sorry, like Lando's general era phase. Like that's kind of interesting. Sure, like, yeah. I think Lando's really fun in Return of the Jedi, especially when he's like a war, like a war general. Like that's really cool. Yeah, but um, yeah. Let's see. Let's it see his more, most sense to have him between four, uh, Solo and Four. Yeah, let's so see. Solo and let's five. see his little maneuver at the Battle of Teneb. You know, it's <laughs> why not. Um, yeah, and I love his little outfit. He's very cool. Yeah, his capes. He's let's see good. his more his, capes. Slowly watch his collection of capes grow. Exactly. No capes. No capes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again. Uh, what was this story about? We were talking about uh, Rangers New Republic. Well, they were talking about the fact that yeah. most likely some of the parts that were going to be featured in this show, or at least were ideas, yeah. because like I said, scripts weren't written, they'll most yeah. likely be blended into some future yeah. episodes yeah. of The Mandalorian. Which makes sense. That's I feel like the direction that's going, that's kind of like... <laughs> it seems to me that if they have any scrapped ideas, they're just like, ah, put them in Mando. Mando. Well, Mando. Mando will take care of it. Mando, kind of, yeah. Mando seems to kind of be the centerpiece, centerpiece of the TV direction of Lucasfilm. Like Most of the kind early of, yeah. projects were kind of spin-offs of Mando. Soak's a spin-off, Book of Boba Fett's a spin-off. We assumed um, this was going to be a spin-off. Like, that kind of feels like it's the centerpiece, so I understand... Oh, it's definitely that. the flagship of yeah, Star Wars right now. I reckon. Because so, it's, 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 six, it's the most successful project they've had since probably Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Or the most loved thing. I mean, well, people love Revenge of the Sith. But I mean, Force Awakens made $2 billion, but, you know. Oh, no, successful yeah. Force Awakens, of course. But as far yeah, as, like, universally loved. Universally loved and the yeah, things that people probably, are going to go back to. Probably since probably since Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. Um, yeah. I, so, 
And it, as far as how you would like to see parts of this blend there into are worse Mandalorian, ways for it to go than than like an episode feat of Mandalorian being hardly tied to the Mandalorian and mostly being set off in some Rangers New Republic era. True. Being like you know that, that that's not the worst idea. I'm trying to think if there's an example in the most recent season where we can think of something like that. Maybe like the episode we got, which was like kind of set aside from it, where Mando helped out Cara Dune and uh, what's his name, Grief Karga, like something mm-hmm. like that, which was not as tied to the overarching story, but it's kind of like a side adventure which could pick up the idea they were doing something like that's not the worst idea yeah uh so you know if they were talking about how they would get rangers of the new republic uh you know blended into mando we've seen hints of the new republic uh you know you know uh, x-wing squadrons here and there you know we saw them oh, appear really say, at yeah. the end of episode uh, of rick famuyiwa's episode in mando season one mm-hmm. where they destroy that base that you know where they're just like oh it looks like they're launching a gunship you we know probably- dave filoni looks so bored in that scene <laughs> um and then obviously the chase yeah. with uh, the chase between them and mando in episode two mm. of season two um you know, that that's absolutely a part that I would absolutely love to see more of, which is why I'm bummed that it's not going to get its own show. Yeah. But if we're going to get it, uh, we're going to see it get in, uh, you know, them get involved somehow in, in future Mando stories. That'd be awesome. You know, we're hyped. We're hypothetically talking about the idea that Mando season three could focus on them retaking Mandalore and that kind of thing. And mm, uh, so, yeah. uh, I, you know, if somehow that becomes a larger scale conflict and the New Republic kind of gets involved somehow, yeah. kind of helps Mando and whoever's involved in that fight, maybe we see some X wings flying through in that massive set piece. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't seen a you know, uh, a final act set piece like that kind of played out in Mando yet. Uh, I mean, if you don't want to count you know some of the um set pieces that you see in episode eight of seasons one and two i feel like yeah each each of the episodes kind of have their own major bits with like a, an overarching final like battle they definitely like, feel a lot smaller scale yeah They're, like this would be something in you know at the I mean, size of season one the invasion two. of mandalore Sorry. in Cornwall season yeah, seven like, would, it, would, it would feel something like that yeah, and there's it, troopers flying it, it around. It would kind of everywhere. feel a bit insignificant if the massive battle of Mandalore that they build building up to with like the dark saber and everything is yeah. smaller scale than what it was in the Clone Wars. Like that would kind of feel like a missed opportunity. But uh, yeah, something I do really want to say. You brought up X wings. I doubt we'd see it because uh, because it wouldn't probably been made yet. But the T eighty five X wings, I think, yep. are really cool designed. They showed up a little bit in in Resistance, but um. So, because the idea being that... Is Force- that Pose X-Wing? No. So, in The Force Awakens, they use the T-75s, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Or T... No, maybe T-70s. And there might be 75s are the ones I'm talking about. But um, they're, they're, they're more than the 65s that we see in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But because in The Force Awakens, the Resistance only has, like, older tech. Because there's, like, 40 years that happened. So, like, there was another X-Wing that was made after the ones we saw in the original trilogy. And then after that, they had newer ones, which were used by the Resistance. So, the, the New Republic mil- Navy. But the Resistance only had the, the older ones that were, like newer than the uh, original ones but the uh, newer ones look really cool and it would have been fun to see like an actual like properly equipped New Republic uh, Navy but that's since this is only like five years after Return of the Jedi we probably wouldn't see much of that like they'd probably still be pretty similar in looking to what we saw in the uh, end of Return of the Jedi yeah um, no that that'd be that'd be great I mean like I'm a stickler for the actual specifics as far as the ships in star wars yeah, goes ships look so you know cool. I'm, a, I'm a definitely a nerd in that regard so um i'd love to see i'd love to see anything that this that uh that this show would have given us uh show up in mandalorian especially because uh, y- you know hey uh mandalore the you know dinjara needs a new ship yeah am i am, yeah. I, am I allowed to continue our parade of of, of massively overpraising uh john Fav- i mean or i mean maybe underpraising but uh praising john favreau and uh dave filoni of course because um i really would much prefer them to handle something like bringing the new republic in because uh that was one of my biggest gripes with uh 
what, uh, what's it called? Um, Rise of Skywalker and a little bit Force Awakens, but I think Force Awakens was actually better with this. Rise of Skywalker felt so uncreative in like the ships and what they brought in because. Like you know the massive scene where Oh like, my god, the MC eighty shows up like three times. Yeah, the there's so it's basically just reused models from what they had. Like that's one of my favorite things about the prequels is oh, there are so many shots which last for like a couple of seconds, which show a planet we never see. Like Return of the Jedi, there's like five in a row, or like Attack of the Clones. There's so many shots which like showed like things in the background which are like completely new design ships, aliens, um, droids, all Absolutely. these so interesting things Absolutely. which show for like half a sh- half a second which get dramatically expanded upon and like fall- people fall in love with in expanded media or video games or stuff like that. And that's what I love about Star Wars. Force Awakens actually was pretty good on this. Force Awakens has a lot of interesting things in the background. But Rise of Skywalker was so uninteresting in this. They had used so- reused so many ship in designs. In that shot, you see the so many things. You see the ghost twice. Yeah, it's just and like the I ghost get, is a one of a kind ship. There was like thousands of ships in that shot. The VCX one hundred. It was everything new, but like no, it just felt that felt so uncreative. So something like if it was done in the Mandalorian, I just know that they would actually put a lot of effort into thinking what ships make sense to actually be here. Absolutely, what would make sense like visually and logically in universe. So you know that stuff like that. I'm much more interested in. And Mandalorian so far has been pretty good on that. I think so too. You know, they didn't just, you know, even with season two, they could have just made that last ship uh, a Star Destroyer. You know, they could have just done like a very, like, you know, measly Imperial uh, class acclimator, I think it was. Is it a Gazanti freighter? No, no, Gazanti's the, like, a ship one. I think it's called the Acclimate, uh, Acclimate class or something. Yeah. Well, I think we did see one of the Gazanti freighters. That was the one that Bo-Katan and him stormed in the, uh, in the Eris episode. Which Uh, I do like Gazantis as well. They're really cool. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're obviously up on the the ships that would be used at that time. But they're also being creative. They're not just using the same ship over and over and over again. There's only a limited supply of ships that they, well, actually, there's a fair amount if you include Return of the Jedi's background shots, but there's only a set amount of ships that, like, both the Empire and the Rebels used in the original trilogy yeah so of course that was expanded on in like clone wars rebels expand like background stuff like that and i love it when the shows actually pay attention to those other things and use what makes sense in the context rather than just using what the most you know casual star wars fans are going to immediately recognize yeah because you know sometimes it's exciting to see new things as much as we do love seeing oh my gosh that's the thing for that movie i like you know sometimes it's good to see something new or you know yeah no i absolutely agree i I think that the man that um i mean obviously john favreau and dave filoni uh will handle that to a T. I mean, cause they're massive Star Wars fans and they love to see stuff that we love to see. Mm. Um, so I think that if a similar thing were to happen like that, where we see a large variation of a bunch of different ships, yeah. I do have uh, hope that it would be executed in a, in a well done fashion. Yeah. So, um, well, I think that ties our discussion of the Rangers of the New Republic being pretty much cancelled very well. Us talking about spaceships and giant set pieces. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, that show's not happening, but I mm. imagine that we'll see hints of it in Mando. Yes. Um, yes. That seems to be the answer to everything. They're yeah. just like, just put it in Mando, put if, it you in don't, Mando. if you can't do it properly. Give it to John Favreau and Dave Filoni. They'll probably work. Exactly. Out. It's kind of like I kind of imagine like you know some of the other creative heads, possibly Pablo, Pablo Hidalgo and the mm. creative um, yeah, team in Star how Wars. Much they still con- Kathleen Kennedy, that kind of thing. It. They do a bunch of the homework yeah. and they just pass it over to Dave and John. Like, can you finish it, please? Yeah. Can you correct? Can you, can you fix my mistakes? <laughs> can you yeah. correct my answers? Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, guys. So now we're going to get into the main topic of the day the and topic of discussion. Yeah. Yes. And it goes back to uh, everyone's favorite part and least controversial part of Star Wars that we all love to talk about. And that's the sequel trilogy. Um, so basically, Kathleen Kennedy recently took to the cultural pop culture, you know, news 
zeitgeist, losing rambling words, um, yep. and essentially um, hinted in Empire magazine that uh, essentially the rise of after the rise of Skywalker and the rest of the sequel films that we could possibly see more of the characters that were involved in those movies that mm. the sequel trilogy characters could return. And she says more specifically. Uh, yes, certainly. Those are not characters we're going to forget. Uh, they will live on. And these are conversations that are going on with the creative team as well. So it's a chance. There's a chance that these characters could return in some fashion. Um, I think that's fair. Like clearly the main story that was done with the, the Skywalker saga is finished, but that doesn't mean the characters are like we've uh, after the original trilogy ended in that time, there continued to be tons of stories starring Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Leia. Like that, I think that's a good opportunity. And the characters themselves, I don't ever think were the biggest problems with those films. Like no, that's the th- well, that's I mean. I like the char- I like what we got of the characters. It's just yeah. none of them ever felt incredibly fleshed out. Yeah, so if- certainly like a number of their stories that were like being built up may not have been completed. But yeah. you know, I, and I think if, if we, when we frame this, I think it would be best if we talk about this what we have and what we can expect from there rather than what we would have wanted. I think that will. I feel like there's a good amount of we can still get from that what we did experience and where they can go from there. Yeah. You know? Okay. So well, I mean, I think we're both of the camp that we're not opposed to seeing more no, of them. I think not. we'd like to see these characters return in some way, especially certain ones. Like yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and so yeah, let's break it down kind of uh, systematically. Go kind of character by character if we want to go uh, if we want to do it like that. Yeah. Uh, Ray. You know, um, I feel like out of the major three that we know, or I guess four if you count, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rose. Yep. Ray's the one I feel like is ne- least necessary to see more. Well, that's, of. I would also agree. I was going to say that, you know, it's nothing against. Uh, as much as I wasn't a big fan of her ending story, it did kind of wrap up. Like, yeah. there's more she can go. She's clearly like a Jedi in the universe now, and there's still, probably still work to be done and other stories she can go on. But I feel like her general character is complete in the way that they intended, but like mostly complete. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not that interested in seeing more of Ray. I gotta be honest. I mean, it's nothing against Daisy Ridley or anything. I think she's an amazing, amazing actress. Um, but yeah, I actually, I think you're right. I think that we've, um, seen, uh, I think we've seen enough of Ray. I she mean, she's clearly the major focus of the trilogy. Like, you, you by could far, definitely, I would assume the most screen time and everything like that. You could definitely focus a little bit more on whether or not she like established a new Jedi Order or yeah, something like that. That'd be true. kind of interesting. I mean, you know, I feel I'm, like I'm more interested in seeing early days of Luke doing that. But you know. yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've, I mean, I've as a fan, I've kind of written treatments as far as how I would handle uh, the <laughs> yeah, the course, yeah. you know episode nine of of Star. Maybe we should talk about that one day. We'll do it sometime. Um, yeah, yeah. But my, it would have been my preferred ending to see you know possibly a time jump or something like that. <laughs> Where you see Ray as an established uh, t- see, uh, teacher of Jedi, see a bunch of Jedi younglings running around, and one runs up to Ray and be like, "Master Skywalker, there's too many activities. What are we going to do today?" <laughs> <laughs> I got a soundbite right. Um, if uh, I just, I, Sorry, I, I don't, I don't know how you did that, Michael. That was so perfectly segued and executed. That was you could not have done that better. Oh, it was really that was bad. so that was yeah. remarkable. I got to so, say, clearly, yeah, that's yeah. What um, yeah, no, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> it works so well. I've lost my train of thought oh, now. Sorry, what were you saying? Son of a Ray. bitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ray. Uh, end of gen- end yeah. of the film. End Master of the film. Skywalker. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ray. Ray, Shadow Legends. Um, uh, so yeah, Ray Shadow Legends. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, if we were to see her, you know, uh, training some Jedi and stuff like that, maybe mm. see a time jump like that. Mm. that I mean, that's how I would have finished the trilogy. Mm, um, right. If you wanted to do that in a show or another film or something like that, sure. Get, just I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. But there's characters that I would rather see, yeah, than think- Ray because there's because we we've 
we we know who she is. We know who her parents are, and she's accepted herself as yeah. a Skywalker, whether you want to see that or not. Um, mm. you know, so you know, as as limited as the parts in the middle may be, yeah. we do have a beginning and an end to this character. Right. So, yeah. so um, um, yeah, I think general opinion not opposed to her coming back. However, no. It uh, it's not the highest priority, or I feel like like there doesn't. If there is a story to bring these characters back, I don't feel like Ray is the one that most needs to be the focus of it. I think it's the idea. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. I just can't think. It was so brilliant what you did. <laughs> there are too many activities. What are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, tied into the quote. It's good. Oh, uh, should we talk about major? Sec- probably the second major's character yeah, in the sure. uh, franchise. Uh, yeah. So basically, um, Finfinity. Finn. Yeah, let's Finn. go with Finn. Yeah. Uh, so Finn. Uh, I would absolutely love to see more of Finn because. I mean, John Boyega has literally said it himself. Yeah. Uh, he is not a fan of how Finn was right. uh, not only treated, but kind of pushed to the side mm. to focus more on, uh, you know, um, Ray and Kylo. And though they are yeah. the main characters of the movie, it, it doesn't mean you have to throw the other characters to the side. And that's why I think I, that... I would say, well, do you want to explore Kylo more? But he's, he's dead, so... I would love to see more of Kylo if he wasn't dead. Exactly, yeah. that's true. Um yeah, yeah. They, uh, they always kill off the characters as they're redeemed because you know seeing consequences after their redemption is is not going to be as interesting. That's the thing. I mean, if I I I don't think you needed to kill Kylo at the end. I I feel like you could have. I mean, you know, we're, we're just we're divulging we're divulging into what we thought it would should have been. Yeah, well, I mean, back, that's back what on focus. I mean, it's it's kind of related to this topic itself. Yeah, you yeah, know, seeing the sequel sequel trilogy characters again. Um, so yeah, Finn. I would love so, to see more of Finn, especially because now that we have that idea that he is force yeah. sensitive. So uh. Fun little thing tying into that. Yeah. Not canon, but an interesting prospect. Yes. In the, uh, here we go, Star Wars Holiday Special Lego one that came out 2020, I think. Last year, yeah. Featured a section where Finn was beginning to learn Jedi training Yeah, where Ray was teaching him. Which I actually really liked that idea, that section. That Yeah, maybe she hasn't started a full school yet. I mean, in grand scheme of things, she herself is still a very early Jedi. Yeah. But I like the idea of her personally training Finn. Like, that's an interesting dynamic, that Finn is, like, still very early in his Force. Like, I, I loved how, That was probably my fa- one of my favourite, if not my favourite thing about Rise of Skywalker, was the hinting towards Finn being a Jedi and, like, the idea of that and pros- possible futures aspects. That's the, I, I really like. I love the concept. Yeah, I it dis- wasn't a- Hardly I, explored. I despise how it was executed. Uh, what, but, what was the um, main? It was just like he got senses, didn't he? It wasn't executed. I mean, they. You yeah, know, it was just. It was just like a thing. That, like, here's a possibility. Ray, Ray, I never told you. Ray. And then, let's you know, make another film. He sinks in. It. He sinks into the sand. Yeah. And you never. And you never actually. It, you know. Wait, was you that got, what they were implying? You never actually hear him say to Ray whatever he wanted to tell her. Yeah, right? I assumed he was gonna. I, I assumed it was like gonna be a cringy like love confession thing. Not that, a. Not that's, a. That's what I. Thought. Not a like a Ray. I'm secretly a Jedi. That's what I. I thought the first time I, I heard it um, and then later after Isis Skywalker was released JJ confirmed that he was trying to tell um, her that he was force sensitive huh. um, okay yeah okay well that's kind of weak then yeah. I, I, I assumed it was more like a, just a slight reference but that just goes back to how forced it was yes. when, he, when he does that <laughs> Ray I never hey, told hey, you hey, you know how forced it was I got, we're, we're getting better at using the soundbites, aren't we? Yeah, I've learned which yeah. one it is now. Um, You're in danger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so as in regards to seeing more of Finn, yeah, um, I think that getting him, uh, you know, training him up yep. uh, with Ray is an interesting story. Yeah, I like I would, I would actually love to see more of Finn 
uh, going out into the world by himself. Mm, I would love yeah. to see a story similar to uh, Mandalorian, obviously not in the not in the same beats and stuff like that. Similar to but the let's... Canto bite section on uh, last no, year. No, not, <laughs> not particularly. Um, you know, but I would just love to, to see yeah. him. You know, because there's a part of you know in Force Awakens when he says, you know, like all the stormtroopers I was taken from a family yeah. I'll never know. Gosh, that story arc. Yeah, that would be nice to bring up. Let's again. get into that. I mean, I know you know uh, finding parents and turning learning about it. it's it been a little bit overdone in starring in him. Finn, but I you know it doesn't have to be about his parents and his family. But mm. I would love to see a story with Finn where he kind of just you know goes and tries to kind of make an identity of his own because yeah. he's because he was a stormtrooper and then he was a rebel soldier and that's it you know so he's never really he's never really had a chance to to live a life mm. that's not really connected at all to war or to uh, yeah. or to the resistance so seeing him out in the world I think that would be great and I love John Boyega to death so mm-hmm. uh it also depends on whether or not he'd be yeah, down for it because he's kind of been desensitized to Star Wars at a this point, bit, yeah. which makes me sad because of how massive of a Star Wars fan he was, especially in the yeah, uh, in pre-release for Force Awakens because he's like giddy with excitement uh, for the Force Awakens mm. interviews and that kind of thing. And then you see him in Rise of Skywalker and, was, and obviously he's been through the ringer. Yeah, it's just like, it's uh, yeah, it makes me sad. But um, I, I feel like Finn, especially in Force Awakens, was one of the most interesting characters. He was a villain turned good guy that we actually get to see. Well, I mean, was he a villain? He worked for the, the villains, not by his choice. Yeah. But like an ex-stormtrooper that was like a main character. They were hinting towards Force Sensitive. Then they kind of pulled it back and then they were like, actually, no, he is. Yeah. But like the idea of him was really interesting. And I feel like in Force Awakens, Finn's like character is probably one of the most, the more I go back to it, is one of the most interesting parts of that film Finn's to my me. favorite part of Force Awakens. Yeah, I agree. And so that like 100% would be such a... a would it be a great opportunity to explore more of that that just really didn't happen? Even Last Jedi, which I generally like to praise, I, I, I generally think Last Jedi continued and picked up a lot of interesting things from Force Awakens, but uh, maybe Finn's character wasn't necessarily one of the focuses of things that they did do well. Like, no, I mean, you know... Not, certainly not the main thing they were building up with his past with the First Order and his, you know, wanting to run away from war and then things like that, but, you know. Well, I mean, that just goes back to the fact that his character was really sidelined uh, so to, to, yeah. to focus on other people. You know, that's not a thing that needs to happen. You can do it all. If it's helmed properly and it's mm. executed with actual, uh, you know, respect and patience, which, yeah. you know, I don't think The Rise of Skywalker was at all. I think it was, you know, it's a very rushed story structure. I mean, each of them have got their weaknesses, but especially Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, um, so that's that's Finn. I would absolutely. I would say. I mean, we're getting into a few we, of them more we can than rank now. them in terms of who we would most like to see more of. And I think Finn's winning. Finn's absolutely the top. He's I would love so to, out of all of them. I would love to see Finn. Yeah. Um, because there's an energy to that character that um is hinted at. It's mm. in spots, but you never really get to see fleshed out. Mm. And uh, John Boyega is an is an exceptional actor. Um, and you know, I, I think he would. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm sure he'd be down for it. I'm, I imagine there would be some kind of... I think he'd be capable, like 100%. Like he'd be he, capable, he could, I'm he sure. He could solo carry a series or a movie, like 100%. I think, I think yeah, someone like... whether he would be like interested in it. Like, what's he moved on to? What's he doing nowadays? Exactly. I'm, I'm sure that John Boyega would need to be, you know, I can understand... Understandably, he would need convincing that it's going to be really about... It's going to uh, focus on character. It's going to focus on story. Um, because... Because I feel like... Star- you know, oh, sorry, you go. It's kind of like... Um, um, you know, there's there's all this hype around the fact that Andrew Garfield is coming back for No Way Home. Hopefully, fingers oh, I, fingers crossed. I, I kind of really hope he doesn't because everyone would be so mad and like they've convinced themselves. Well, listen, he's they can't be in it, but I'm just I really hope he isn't. It'd be so funny. I, they can't get mad at anyone if he's not. Yeah, because all they've told us is that he's not in the movie. 
I actually, I'm happy either way because either he's not in it. I'm sorry, we, we, we sorry, take a break from Star Wars tangent. for a minute. Either he's in it and he's not in it. Everyone's going to be so mad and just convinced that he was and then just like bit like so disappointed. Yeah. Or he is in it and he's been lying out of his teeth for months in so many interviews. I know. Like, guys, I'm not in this film. Because he's been, he's been told to, to lie. He's At been this told point, to lie. I don't know how to say it any more than just I'm not in it. You're going to be so disappointed. Like, he is so adamant in interviews and it's hilarious. Yeah. But oh. there was that moment where also like Tobey Maguire met a fan on the street. Yeah, and he was like, "Are you in No Way Home?" And, and apparently, all he did was smile and wink at him. <laughs> yeah, Tobey Maguire doesn't give. Tobey Maguire doesn't Tobey give a Maguire's, damn. Tobey Maguire is also not really doing interviews because he hasn't been in a film in like two years. Or no, so. he, he's whereas Andrew Garfield is like still doing press for a film that he's not even in. It honestly <laughs> bums me out a lot because, and this is a something in conjunction to our yeah. uh, to our channel. He was recently on a film called Tick Tick Boom, which I saw. Yeah, I, I, I love. I've yet to watch that. We're gonna get a review out for that soon. Uh, you know that's a fantastic film. I loved it. He's so good in it, that's and Spider-Man. I've and I've seen a couple of interviews for that uh, that he's been doing for that just uh, movie. They just ask him about <laughs> Spider Man, guys. Talk to him about this fantastic oh, film that he's amazing. in. He is an he, he delivers this yep. Oscar worthy performance yep. as Jonathan Larson, the creator of Rent. Yep. You know, and he, he sings. He's fantastic in the movie. <sighs> but all they want to talk about is, are you in No Way Home? So and, funny. And, yeah, and it's just gonna be like, you know what? I've been in fifteen in, like fifty interviews. I feel and bad never for said him. it, but this one interview, you're right. You got me. I'm in it. I'm in the film. Like, do, they, do they think he was just? Do you, do they think that if they just ask him enough times, he's going to yeah. say yes? I mean, they just want something that they can clickbait to get their title and to like get headlines. Exactly. But like, yeah, I understand it. It sucks. Anyway, back to Star yeah, Wars. What are we talking about Star Wars? No, the reason I brought Andrew Garfield up is yeah. because that's the reason he became like he's actually kind of similar to John Boyega John in Star Boyega. Wars. Andrew Garfield is a massive, a massive, massive fan yeah. of Spider Man. You see him in the early interviews. He is over the moon. You know, mm-hmm. he goes to Comic Con dressed as Spider Man and stuff. And then in recent, and then in the later years he became desensitized to the character because of the way that his movies was handled yeah, I mean, they didn't the care Sony directed they, they didn't care about Spider-Man as a character they wanted to focus on setting up universes and sequels and Sinister Six and all that crap right <laughs> and that's why and that's why he understandably you know got fed up with the process exactly. and I think the only reason mm. why again I think he, I think he is coming back all right mm. let's just get to, you just get that out of the way 100% happening and I think that the only reason that they managed to convince him to do that is because I don't know Kevin Feige would have had a sit down money. with him where he would just like money. listen I promise you it is character focused this time we actually right. care about Peter Parker you know so Here's if question, someone Jack, who, who directed Amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, Mark Webb. No, no, Sony did. So, <laughs> Sony direct the that's, Sony board uh, executives did. That's absolutely true. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I would say the same for Rise of Skywalker. I don't think J.J. Yeah. Abrams uh, directed it. I don't think Chris Terrio wrote it. I think that is a movie made by committee. I think yep. it's the, a movie made by the Lucasfilm executives. Which, which decision will make us the most money? That one? Yes. Let's put that in the film. Let's Co- do that one. Yeah. Good, good idea. Good show, sir. Good show. Green light production. Oh, <laughs> frankly, we've done an amazing job today. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... They're all British. So, any... <laughs> That's true. Um, so uh, I think that, you know, whether it be John Favreau, Dave Filoni, whoever helms a future Finn project mm. would really have to sit down with John Boyega and say, listen, we don't care about all that other crap. We promise this time. It's about it's you. Better. It's about you. We really want to focus on Finn yeah. because there's a lot of untapped potential to his character. Would you be interested? Mm. And I feel like that if they really, if they gave him a really good pitch, I, a talented and uh, deeply, um, you know, caring actor like John Boyega yeah. and enthusiastic when he's given the right stuff to do like John Boyega would be so down for that. Definitely. So I think that is a fantastic idea for a story. Mm. I'd, lef- I'd love to see more of it. I've seen a bunch of like Finn, a Star Wars story fan art over yeah. Disney Plus. And, I mean, it's an interesting know, idea. The more I think about it, the more I'd be like, yeah, that does sound like something I'm interested in. Put a Especially lightsaber in his hands, guys. Put if, it, it's you know. gonna, if you're going to do something in the sequel era, which is like, 
you know, like mixed opinions or whatnot. Like I feel like one of the best ways you could possibly do that would be with a with a Finn story. Like that, yeah. like that would be an interesting direction to go. I think so too. So did you hear that, Kathleen Kennedy? The, we just gave you a reason why this is what you need to do. Yes, and the that, way that... We were the clincher, the Telling the Odds podcast for the one convinced that the executives needed to be like, you know what, if those two boys like the idea, we're going to do it. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see, let's see more of Finn. I'd be down for it. Mm. And I think we also, I mean, you, you, you just said we're the linchpin as to how we're going to make it happen. But we've also kind of outlined how you should go about convincing someone like yeah. John Boyega to do it. So hire us, hire <laughs> us to be the ones to convince him. Exactly. You don't, you don't have to hire us to write the story. You just need to. You can uh, fly us over to Britain us, or whatever he lives. Get us to convince the British? guy British, to do it. Yeah, yeah. We could, we we'll could bring out our fake British accents. We'll convince him he's one of us. We could, conv- we could convince Harrison to do Han Solo again. I bet oh, we could. I don't know if we could do that. Oh, uh, anything's possible. Anything's possible on the Tenley Odds podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's Ray. That's Finn. Let's talk about Mr. Poe Dameron. Poe. Um, uh, you want to see more of Poe, Michael? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I really like Poe. But do we need to see more of him? I like for, I like Poe in uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, he's definitely I, best in Force Awakens. I, I mean, oh, oh, I don't, ooh, I don't. Ooh. Hot take, best idea. I want Poe. The uh, I want technically. I want Finn and Poe show. That is something I was going to come into right as we talked about Poe. You so know you, about it. You, yeah. you, you skip. You skip to that part, I skip Michael. To it. Sorry. But I'm glad you did because let's just get into it now. Like I mean, yeah, Poe yes. like, on his own could be a good idea. For the love but... of God, it's the simplest idea. It's the most obvious idea. That'd be a good Do Falcon and Winter Soldier <gasps> with Finn and Poe? Can you imagine that? That'd be so cool. And yes, I don't want to keep That's harping on this, but just. Make them gay. Make come them on. Gay. Make them gay. It's do oh, it. come on. Do it's, it. You, you have the chance to do. <laughs> just, it's just uh, I love it as well. Like uh, the uh, the uh, Chinese cut edition of it is just two two minutes. Oh the scenes God. where none of them are in it. It's it's just like the bit, it's the bit where like the uh, the um, uh, uh, Pulp Fiction on the airplane cut where they cut out all the negative bits. It's like yes. oh, yeah, that film's is like a thirty minute film about people dancing and eating smoothies or whatever. Like <laughs> if they cut out all the bits they don't like. Um, yeah, this would be your chance to yep. do a main driven story about LGBTQ characters. Yeah, not, not just in the background of one scene or... A, in fact, do we even have a ma- major named no, character? No, that's, that's the only time that anything uh, anything non-heterosexual has happened in Star Wars. And that tiny moment yep. where two women kiss in the back mm-hmm. of Rise of Skywalker's uh, ending, which is such a, a, a you know, just Disney a... Disney gets to do their favourite thing, which is the first the first ever Disney gay character, the, the, the seventh first ever Disney gay characters. They yep. get to do that every time. It's, the it's just, I don't know. It's because, look, we're going to, I'll talk about Marvel for a second again. Yeah. Both both uh, studios are Disney. Mm. So I'm not sure why Star Wars can't do it and Marvel can. You know, uh, you know, there are some uh, country, the countries uh, in out in the world who, uh, for instance, requested, um, you know, uh, doctored versions of Eternals because of the oh, really? LGBTQ elements of that, <laughs> of, of that, um, of that film, Sorry, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, th- because there are certain elements in regards to that stuff in that movie, right? And Kevin Feige and the Marvel execs just said, no, sorry, if you don't want to show those scenes, you don't get to show the movie at all. So Actually, it probably wouldn't even do it because China, did you, you know about the, the uh, film poster where they like shrunk Finn? They shrunk before? Finn. So they probably just wouldn't even want the show. Well, too bad. Don't give it to them. Political today. You know know what? Don't give it to them. Do what Marvel's done, and like, look. If you don't want to show this, if you don't want to show, you either get you either get 
every part of the show or none of it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, y- yeah. yeah. But yes, please. Give me like a buddy cop, buddy cop. show. Buddy cop. Finn and Poe. Buddy romance. Buddy romance cop. Yes. Space cops. <laughs> Space Star Wars romance cops. Give me... Ro- hot gay robots. Um, <laughs> hot, gay, hot, gay, hot gay robots. <laughs> hot gay space cops. Yeah. Yes. Hot gay robots. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> that's I'm sold. that's this, a whole new can of worms that's this, open. This is in. We're in. Um, so, this, Michael, what are your thoughts on gay robots? Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. All right. Uh, you, turned, you turned my my slip, my 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 Freudian your Freudian slip, slip into a discussion topic. No, no, no. But yeah, I think Poe is good, and um, I think he was definitely best in Force Awakens. Could lots of interesting For things sure. he could go. But again, hundred percent. Most interesting thing would be another to just to see more scenes with him and Poe. We even when we got some scenes with like them in in Rise of Skywalker, but like just by far and away the best parts of Force Awakens with them just fun having fun around. That you know, Tie like, Fighter sequence is my favorite scene like, in Force oh, Awakens. A, yeah, I don't have a name. It's like what FN two one eight seven FN what? No, no, I'm calling you Finn. Finn, I'm going to call you Finn. Go. Good to meet you, Bo. Good to meet you too, Finn. Exactly. You know, best part of the film. And it's, of that place. Their, their chemistry is effortless. Mm. You know, I, I I bring up Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's like you know Sebastian yeah. Stan and Anthony Mackie. Those char- those people have. Effortless Precisely. chemistry. It's a, good, it's a good, good example. Um, you know, it's just. I mean, it's the perfect. It's the perfect idea. Mm. Do it. You know, it's just. You'd be insane not to. Yeah. Uh, you specifically, Kathleen Kennedy, you, who I know watches that, that person who's every <laughs> week. <laughs> that person on YouTube watching it right now. Yeah. All this. That's your stupid fault. <laughs> your name is probably Kevin. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sure. Why not? Hey, Kevin. What's up? Um, yeah. So do that. All right. Send tweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we've had a hot take. Yeah. Okay. okay uh, so that's. Fin- I mean, we could yeah, talk. A- main ones. We could talk a little bit more about Poe, but that's just what I'd want to see yeah, from Poe. That's our opinion. Uh, I'd either want to see that, or if you wanted to. I mean, I guess they, Zori Bliss. Zor- you know, do something with him and Zori Bliss. Uh, would you- I didn't. They, they didn't really. I didn't really care much about their relationship. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you got that part about Poe being a spice runner. Yeah, that was a weird bit. Which. You know, doesn't because we've already got which, Poe's backstory and like which doesn't books and make sense and stuff. with him being you know part of the yeah New Republic Navy and all that. Which ru- that itself would be kind of interesting, but yeah, I don't really care for Poe's past though. I, I'm not the biggest fan of like prequels unless it's like kind of like a new. I mean, if you did something yeah. where I, I don't kind of like, <laughs> sorry, let's bring it back to Marvel again. Um, you know what they're doing with Hawkeye right yeah. now? Like he's living, Ooh. he's living, he's living his own life, yeah. right? But there are things from his past that are coming back to bite okay. him in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if if you were doing something where maybe Poe is trying to establish whatever the government looks like post sequel yeah. trilogy, New New and, Republic, and that the New New Republic. <laughs> the new, 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 well, you new know what? Republic. Let's get into that for a minute. Let's talk yeah. about the political landscape post sequel trilogy. Yeah. But, but before we do, I just want to, um, you know, if we were to sort of. I thought you were about to thank our sponsors. Before I do that, I'm going to thank our sponsors for this week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Us. We're purely paying for this by ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you were to have something like, you know, Finn is. Tr- sorry, no, Poe is trying to establish himself as uh, a leader, what have you, whatever his life is like, and then something from his past in regards to the, the crime syndicates that he got involved in or something like that, maybe that kind of came back up to the surface and he has to, you know, kind of go back to that life for a little bit to you know put all that to rest before mm. he moves on something like that would be awesome yeah. but i agree I, I think anything that i want to see of poe i'd want to see yeah. with finn so exactly yeah so if we're in our ranking we've got finn at the top equally with poe yeah it's then, like it's then like finn alone then yeah. poe alone then ray yeah it's yeah. like finn and poe together yeah then finn then poe then, then ray. ray yeah okay um how about uh Minor ha- characters how about someone like babu frick let's see more let's see more about hey yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's see more of Babu Freak. Why not? I guess the other characters you count could be Rose. 
Eh. I, though I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to I seeing... I like Rose. I like her character when she was in the film. There is not a chance on no. God's green earth that we are seeing Rose again. No. Only because of the fact that she's not very popular. Um, but also... I wouldn't be opposed to seeing her again, and Kelly Miru Tran is, is, is fantastic. Like, but, she'd be a good but, side character in the show that we're proposing that is... So many people... Set on. You know, so many people hate her character yeah. that you would just never see more of her. No, again, I... I sorry, cowards, they wouldn't do it. Again, let's bring it back to the Falcon and Soldier comparison with Finn and Poe. If you had uh, Rose in, like, a Sharon Carter-type yeah. role... If yeah. she's if she shows up here and there to help them with whatever they're doing, yeah, stuff like that. Let's do that. Why not? Um, okay. Um, anyone else? Uh, uh, Hux is dead. Hux is dead. Janna. How about Janna? And uh, because there's that moment in towards the end of Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I completely um, forget about her character. Well, because that's the thing is there's there's that moment in Rise of Skywalker Lando. with Lando yeah. when he says, you know, well, let's find out where you're from and stuff like that. And then it was kind of like <laughs> half confirmed that she's his daughter. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, that's, was that one of those like a week after the film came out and be like, fun fact, Lucasfilm confirmed this theory it's that like, everyone thought like, oh, that could be the case, and they're like, yes, love our film again. It's like a you know a. Asterisk. Oh, is it? Is it's, it a JK like a, Rowling. It's like a JK Rowling, by the way. It's a JK Rowling, by the way. That's those, that's what it's called. That, that's that's literally its official name. Yeah, it's the JK Rowling, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the one. Um, so, uh, and, and that JK Rowling, the by the way, idea. was. Um, no, I wasn't opposed to the idea. I mean, I'm sure Lando has, a, a, a you know, dozens of illegitimate children Land- across the galaxy. Lando has got <laughs> so many kids. Um, so many half droid, half alien, half human kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know what? Let's. I, I guess let's see more of that. Sure. I love. Lando, and we got to see absolutely nothing of Jenna. So the Lando show, maybe she'll show up in the Lando show. That's not happening. Maybe, <laughs> um, maybe, sure. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Why the hell not? Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that's actually even if it's not necessarily the top of my list of what I would want. That's probably most likely. I feel yeah, like she's I mean, probably the most likely to show up. She probably has the, right now, she probably has the most vivid avenue to come back yeah. only because we have a Lando show announced. Um, again, yeah. I don't think it'll happen, but um, yeah. it, it's technically been announced, so we have to acknowledge its existence for now. We, um, we have to uh, begrudgingly acknowledge its existence. Hey, no, it's okay. There's nothing begrudging about it. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I just don't think it'll ever go anywhere. That's, yeah. I don't enjoy having to say that, and I really hope I'm wrong. The storylines will probably be tied into the Mandalorian. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So that's Jenna. We've Jenna talked about um, uh, again. Zori Bliss. Uh, I'm not really interested in that. You, you, really this care. is what happens when you introduce new characters in your last movie. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you, you Return of the Jedi didn't. The only people that the Return of the Jedi introduced newly were the Ewoks, and they don't. They're not. They're not like relevant as far as like character growth. You is know, the only one. Surely there were Imperials that were only in that film. No, actually, mm, I don't um, think so. I mean, what's his name? Uh, the admiral. He was in. He was in Empire. Admiral Piet. He was in, yeah, he's yeah, in Empire. Piet was in there there Empire. are no new main characters in oh. Return of the Jedi because Mon Mothma. Sure. Yeah. Admiral Akbar. Sure. Again. Sure. Crix uh, Maydeen. Crix Maydeen. Yeah. Um, Nine <laughs> I could name off the top of my head. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> main uh, character. What do you mean he's not main character of my ass? I was gonna. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, I, w- I was about to say I'd love to see more of Nine Num in. Love uh, to see more in- of Admiral Akbar. <laughs> no, that's not the right one. We need a, we need a parade. We need a, we need a, uh, a, a, a no, en- not end of Phantom Menace. The no, um, there it is. We need a, uh, a, a uh, I've got a soundbite later at home. I'm gonna bring it home. I'm gonna bring it here it. next time. That's oh. Um, no, boy, I was gonna say boy, uh, Akbar. I was gonna see. Uh, let's see more of Nine Num, but he died on Exegol. He so. died as well. 
Because I was also yeah. Because say, there's there's that moment where the Tanti Four, where the Tanti Four gets yeah. zapped by it by the Palpatine's lightning, and you Gosh, see him. They killed a bunch, and of you them kind of see him there. die, which is a it's such did, a sad did thing. Did they kill Dennis Lawson as well? No, no. no Wed- <laughs> did they kill the actor? No, did they kill um, Wedge, Wedge and Chili's? No, Wedge lives. You see him later in. Because you- they killed, did, they killed Greg Grungbird's character, didn't they? Um, yeah, they 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 killed Snap Wexley. Snap Wexley. Ugh, he would have been fun to come back. He would. Like, he was it- hardly in the sequel. He showed up a little bit in Force. Well, that's Awakens. because Greg. Um, that's because Greg Grunberg is J- a close James friend of JJ. Yeah. So he was in Force Awakens. Yeah. He's nowhere to be found in Last Jedi no, because he doesn't because he's not he just friends with Ryan. Disappears. Yeah, exactly. and then he just comes back in Rise of Skywalker. I think there was some like you know another JK Rowling by the way. Yep. Where he was like, oh, he was on a secret spy mission during yeah. the, la- yeah, during yeah, the events of the Last Jedi. It wasn't J.K. Rowling, by the way. Which is stupid because the start of the Last Jedi takes place yeah. right after Force Awakens. So when they when all... Snap Wexley would have very easily yeah. been with them. They, when they all flew back from Starkiller Base, being like, yeah, well done, mission guys. Snap Wexley's be like, all right, I'm gonna head out. Gotta go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get out of here. It's like in that first shot of the Force uh, of the Last Jedi when you see them all going to the. Yeah. You just see one tiny just X-wing you. off in the corner, just going the other way. <laughs> Bye guys! Yeah. <laughs> it's like that one Y-wing that shows up at the end of uh, the um, a New Hope. Just be like, I was here too. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, exactly. um, mm. yeah. So obviously we're not going to see more of him. Yep. Uh, so yeah, most of the minor characters are either dead or like not really significant or or, I just, or I just don't care to see again. Yeah. So I think that's most of everyone. You know, I think so. Um, if but- we're missing anyone, tell us in the comments how wrong we were to not include X character and how important they are to the future of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> well, I mean, go no. Phasma's dead. Hux is dead. Um, you know, Allegiant General Pride is dead. Um, oh, damn it! I'm gonna make a. I'm trying to make a joke, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Michael finishes that train of thought. Scar. Um, everyone thought he was Plagueis. Scar. Snoke? Snoke, yeah. Let's see more Snoke. We need oh, to- let, let's see all the okay. um the, I, the pickled clones I want of a, Snoke in those tubes. I want a sitcom about a bunch of <laughs> Snokes living in a house together. All these clones that all just be like, ah, oh, today I'm going to take over the galaxy. Like, no, you can't do it because I'm doing it today. Just a bunch of cl- Snokes all arguing slightly, getting more and more Australian of- as the show goes on and I lose my accent. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that? the You know the end credit scene of Finding Nemo? Yes, where they're all in the bags in the river, and they're just like, so, yes. so now what? You Actually, know, I prefer your idea better. It's just, it's just like a thirty-minute comedy about a bunch just... of Snokes and back to tanks all being like, "Yo, we're stuck here." Yeah, uh, yeah. What do you, uh, you? That's that's Jerry Snoke. Yeah, you're going out. That's a uh, you know Bob Snoke. You got going out on a date last week? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. We had fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do My apprentice stabbed me through the stomach, yeah, but you know so. that was kind of a bummer. Yeah, just a bunch of Snokes <laughs> each other through the back to tanks. Yeah, you've changed my mind. That's what I want. That's yeah. that's. We got, Why the hell we not? Have Snoke show, then Finpo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, would you call it that Finpo? Fin, uh, I'd call it foe. I'd call it Storm Pilot because oh. that was their, that was their ship name. You've actually thought about this. I was just I was going. Well, I was just joke. using their ship. Going to make a joke about the the Korean mish, uh, dish pho, but uh, that's right. You know. <laughs> well, wait. Um, wait. Sorry. Say what was it? What was your title again? Foe. For all oh, right. Yeah. yeah like, you know, like pho. like pho, the, yeah, the, yeah, the the dish. Yeah. yeah the Vietnamese going to be a joke. Soup. Yeah. Right. Uh, why not? Um, Yours so, is better. <laughs> um, no, I'm but gonna, I'm going to do this to myself. Yeah. There you Whoops, go. that was the wrong one. That was too good. I what are you looking for? Not that one. We got God. These sound bites need to be labelled. Um, <laughs> but we promise next week they'll be labelled. Next week they're going to be all customized and perfect. Yeah. Uh, some of them are relevant. Some of no, them are just can't. like like what is this? What is that? Like, is it supposed to be like an X Files kind of like Twilight Zone scary thing? Yeah, bleeding. That's what it is. <laughs> Ow, it's loud. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that ties that discussion all together. It kind of does. A nice, neat bow with us accidentally pressing the wrong button. You know? Well, let's talk about. I mean, just going back to the overall. Yeah. You know what 
something like this could mean. I do appreciate that they are taking characters from the sequel trilogy and actually acknowledging yeah. that they have that there are stories that they could be told with them because mm. if they were, you know, you know, because I'm sure they'd be looking back on the sequel trilogy and noticing their shortcomings, but I am glad that they are being kind of um, still, you know, maturely creative about what they uh, set forth and that there are, there are good parts of it and uh, those good parts could be explored um, because that's just a, an, a, a mature way to go about storytelling. So yeah. that's a good thing. Um, and, and, you know, it would give people like Finn and Poe, like we said, time to shine when they didn't get it in the, in the movies, you know, I mean, let's go back to Marvel. They're doing the shows the best than, than yeah. any of these franchises have been doing. You know, when you get characters, characters yeah. when you get characters like uh, Hawkeye and uh, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes and stuff like that, who have always been in the background, they haven't really had a lot of time to, to um, be developed in their own in their own way, they've got shows now, and we know so much more about them. You know, uh, Sam Wilson as a character has been so heavily explored. There's so much to yeah. know and love about his family He's dynamic and like how he grew up. Character. He's quickly become one of my favorites in the MCU, uh, purely based on what that show did. Yeah. You know, I imagine that if you were to do a buddy cop show with Finn and Poe, they would skyrocket to want to be one of my fa- two yeah, of my 100%. favorite characters in Star Wars. Um, and look, I mean, just any time John Boyega and Oscar Isaac are on screen together, their their chemistry just bounces off the screen. Even when they're in a bad movie like Rise of Skywalker, they're probably the best part of it. That's true. Yeah. Like there's, the there's that moment where um, I, I do actually love that moment in Rise of Skywalker where he goes, hey, I want you in command with me. And he's like, that's great. But this joy, but oh, thank you, by the yeah, way. General, was, general. You know, it's like, good. you know, it, it, it does feel kind of, it, it feels I'm not sure if it was written this way. It does kind of feel improvised. You know, when they yeah, kind of like true. ad-lib Even off. Even if it isn't, it, it does feel like they kind it's of a natural, ad-lib off one another. A whole natural thing with them. Exactly. Yeah. It never really feels forced with them, which is saying a lot because a lot of the dialogue in Rise of Skywalker does feel forced. But whenever they're speaking together, a lot of the time when they're speaking to another person, it doesn't feel natural. But somehow when Oscar and, and John get on the screen together, they just they just merge. It's they, just, it's, it's, the, the chemistry oozes. It does. The screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, did you have anything to say about that topic? Because no, we're think, mostly uh, done. I think we're we're very neatly tied up with the direction we could we think it could go. Again, not the happiest with the overall direction, but not opposed to it returning in a form that, you know, could be interesting and yeah. and, and it moving onward from what it was. Like kind of we've moved on from that stage. It's been moving on in TV, like it's going to happen at some point. Star Wars is not just going to end at the end of Rise of Skywalker and be like, nothing is ever set after this again. Like, that's yeah. not going to happen. And if that does happen... Oh, yes. Well, I mean, so I meant to talk about... Let's talk about, like, you know, for a minute before we wrap up, let's yeah. talk about, you know, what we could imagine the, you know, political landscape looking yeah. like past, post-sequel trilogy. Because I think it would be... Uh, not only would it be uncreative from a filmmaking standpoint, but it wouldn't make sense contextually for them to just reestablish the New Republic. Because, you know, I mean, the resistance, the the official name of the resistance is the uh, Alliance to Restore the New Republic. But I would love to see, honestly, I would love to see something that's kind of like, if you were to do like a political system that's kind of more similar to, you know, the countries of the earth and stuff like that, is that each... Um, right, like As each each to like one global. each yeah, like one. system, for instance, right? Like uh, the oh god, what's it called? The Anoat system, right? In Empire Strikes Back, the um, the Anoat system has uh, Hoth, it has Bespin, it has a couple of the other, um, you know, it has it has that massive asteroid field that they go like through. Kind of more separated local politics. If you were to imagine them being like the okay, so the Anoat sector has its own uh, political body, yeah, and then there's somewhere like you know like uh, alliances and whatnot. Like, exactly. So there's a bunch of different political landscapes like we have in the real world, and then and then there would be some kind of centralized um you know meeting place or like centralized government that governs it all on like a you know a, a semi-annual basis where they where they come together to kind of govern the galaxy i guess it depends because 
the thing about the resistance is it always because felt- it's it's just less. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's oh, sorry, a, it's yeah. a little it's a little less uh, uh, totalitarian than than it has been in the past. Right, yeah. yeah, I always feel like the resistance felt like such small scale compared to even the rebellion, but mm. let alone the first order empire. Like the rebellion, like was always the underdogs, but they had the support of the like the the galaxy and like they were growing as they went and got more territory. The yeah. resistance were always like it felt like thirty people. Um, and then later when like thousands of ships came up and everyone supported them, but like, it always did feel really small scale and it always weird how the, uh, the new Republic, sorry, how the first order just kind of had like massive amounts of support out of nowhere or, or like, yeah. and like with like the emperor or stuff like that, like, you know, there are issues, but I would be opposed to seeing like the, 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 you know, the uh, gradual ascendancy from the Imperial remnants to the first order. Yeah. And that could that be an interesting, interesting story, but um, I feel like maybe we'll get some of that in later episodes of the Mandalorian. But. but tying into what I was saying is it just doesn't feel like like the way when the rebellion took over and like, they were still fighting after return of the Jedi, but after all uh, over eventually the empire surrendered and they yep. formed the new Republic and everything that makes sense. After what we saw in rise of Skywalker, the first order was like basically in control of the galaxy, and then there was like a major fight where they were going to blow up every planet with the star killer, with the the starship that had the uh, planet killers or whatever in them. Yep. But then when all of the people showed up, they really relied on the people of the galaxy to help defeat the battle. Yeah, I think your idea makes sense. I don't expect that if after the resistance wins, uh, beats the first order, that suddenly like the resistance, which is like fifty people and like four ships or whatever, be like, all right, we're in charge of the galaxy now. That wouldn't make any sense. It would make a lot more sense if, as you said, after all those people who uh, helped fight in the Battle of Exegol, then formed, formed their own governments or like their own things like that. That is an interesting idea. Right? I feel like it would make sense, and it, it makes would be much more sense in the context of what we saw in Rise in the context Skywalker. of what would show up. It would make it, it would make sense that the galaxy would be more um, independently driven yeah. from then on. You know, and there, like there would there would be a little bit more uh, freedom in different sections of the galaxy. You know, um, mm. and, and and to see someone like Poe step into because he was he became the general of the Resistance. You know, yeah. if he would have become the hypothetically Yavin is his homeworld, right? I'm yeah. not sure what sector or like system Yavin make. I guess it's the Yavin system, I suppose. Yeah, but um, you know, if if we got to see Poe become like a you know a director Krennic type character as right. you know the the oh the governor of the Yavin system or something like that, that'd be kind of cool. Perhaps a moth and and see someone like um like like Kate Connick's um uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter's character. Yes. Um, you know, have her step into a Mon Mothma type role. Yeah. You know, that'd be kind of awesome. So like stuff like that. Is, is interesting directions it could go, but I think exploring that would be interesting. Not yep. just in another two decades or three decades, just being like, and it's the next era and whatever, like the governments that happened, boom, they got blown up and we're reset back to this civil war again. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, when they were, they were talking about all those Investors Day shows, I was excited that we were going uh, further back to like the Acolyte and mm. stuff like that. I really hope that show pans out. Please, yeah. God, don't let it go the way of Rangers of the New we Republic. Be, um, but I was kind of bummed that we didn't get to see any uh, shows that may focus on post-sequel trilogy. Yeah, I feel like the focus with like the latest they, they stuff, really don't once go they past, announced they were yeah. doing that, they pretty much never had anything set after what was in the future plan. So no. nothing – when Force Awakens was happening, they were starting to do a little bit of things pre-Force Awakens, but like nothing was set after it. Yeah. Same with Last Jedi and same with Rise of Skywalker. Once we're a little bit past that, maybe we'll start to experience more with it. But yeah, yeah they because Lucasfilm always really had the idea of anything that's covered in the main films or the main story in that era, just avoid it. Don't talk about it. Don't like it. Don't build up to it in any of the supplementary material. Only yeah. things which are barely touched that you can kind of – they 
kind of expanded upon in like TV shows and whatnot. So hopefully we'll get to see more post that as yeah. as we go along in the post film. Post Return of the Jedi and pre Force Awakens seems to be their like that's the where they're currently. That's focusing. the part that they're really obsessed yeah, with. Right and now, I don't have a problem it's with that because there's 30 years it's of material probably there. The least explored section aside from like ancient Star Wars up until this point. It's it's the 19 years between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And that was those, probably where it was. And, and those thirty years, those are the two like gaps. Oh, I feel like I feel like the last five years, the nineteen years between those two, was probably the most explored section. Like they almost with rebels. There sure. was a part where rebels. There was I mean, uh, Bad Solo Batch takes place in that Solo year. Was in that there were a bunch. I feel like they were, Jedi Fallen Order for a while. That was like when they pretty much said everything. And that's personally my favorite era of Star Wars. But um, I think now they are starting to focus a lot more on those 30 years. That's currently the focus, especially like to the five years or so directly after Return of the Jedi. That's- yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Well, that is yeah. the discussion and that's the show. So I think we've been going for a little bit over an hour now. Yeah, so I think a that's, fun, a, fun time, yeah. that's a good time to uh, bring the show to a conclusion. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed the, the show today. I know I did. That we was, some great, did, that was yeah. some great discussion. Um, yeah, I really hope that we get to see some of that stuff uh, pan out one day. You mm-hmm. know, um, if you put it in the right hands, I will, I, I will be... F- Definitely. First in line. We're, we're, we are, as you said, for, uh, that's, a, that's a good way of saying it. First in line to see more Star Wars content. We're, it, again, we run a podcast on Star Wars, so clearly we're pretty into this franchise. So, yeah. uh, Honestly, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm. I will see anything with Star Wars names on it. We all will. We, we watched the holiday special. <laughs> we clearly like Star Wars enough yeah. to endure torture. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, yeah, so anyway, guys, that's that's mm. absolutely the case, Michael. I agree with that. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Uh, there was some interesting discussion. Um, we're getting excited. Book of Boba Fett is nearly here. Oh, it's getting close now. Yeah, it's the 29th of December. Today yeah, the, is uh, the 5th. fifth. So, so like four weeks. Yeah, bit over four weeks, less than a month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the the another exciting thing is that I think that towards the end of this year, as part of like a like a Christmas thing, um, I think we might do another trivia competition. I think Ooh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to rematch because you won last time. I yeah, because I uh, you know I, I think we uh, use the questions from the um, you know the the Schmodown. the Schmodown people, yeah. and I believe they've just wrapped up doing another one, like their yearly massive one. So I think we'll be able to use their Star Wars questions to do our own to honor. To one of them. We're gonna have to do training this year because last year was hard. Yeah, last year was very tricky. You know what? We were actually we we were toying with the idea of contacting Alex Damon, weren't we? Oh yeah. I don't know how that's going to go, but we'll see. We'll yeah, see. but we, we definitely want. We wanted. We want to get. We, wanted, some, um, we, we do want to start collaborating more with other people again. That's we want to get idea. Trey back on. I, I would to, love to talk to Trey again because it's been a while since we talked to him. Yeah, and, and other people we know and other Star Wars fanatics. So you know, it's always, it's good to talk to fellow Star Wars fans out there. That's, yeah, it's always good to do that. Yeah, exactly. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, yeah, so make sure to watch us on YouTube as well as downloading the audio Star version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, uh, RadioCast, a bunch of other links that will all be provided in this in the. Uh, in the description of the YouTube version, which I imagine you're watching now if you're watching the visual version. Mm-hmm. Uh, time codes for the three discussions for today will be available in the description below, as well as the links to our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us there. Uh, and I always met, draw blanks on the housekeeping. As most of the things, you know. If, I think so, yeah. If, if you pay attention to us every week, we'll, we'll, I'm not sure when this episode will go up, but you know, like... We Wednesday. Just, yeah. We'll be, we, oh yeah, so we, we said it was the 5th. Right now it's probably uh, the 8th for you mm. people, but... Um, you in the future. 
future. Maybe they've announced something big Star Wars related and we Maybe. won't talk about it until next week. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of movie reviews up on the show, uh, up yes. on the channel very soon. It's been a kind of a, a backlog as far as actually recording them, but yeah. we're going we're gonna to get around to that. Uh, as well as I think we're going to do uh, very shortly, we're going to do a, a video uh, that ranks the currently released Spider-Man movie Spider-Man. Uh, in conjunction with Spider-Man No Way Home's release, which yeah. is like and also 11 days away, which I'm so excited about. Also at time of recording the uh, Across the Spider-Verse trailer just released as well. So I guess tying into that as That's well. That's true. We, we, we could talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so be sure to check out all those videos when they drop, guys, as well as staying tuned for the very next episode of the Telling the Odds podcast, which we, to this day, love bringing to you guys. Michael, anything else you want to say? No, I mean, thanks for always checking us out. It's uh, it's always... It's always good fun to uh, do this every week, and uh, frankly, it's it's. I, I had a lot of fun this week. It's been better than ever, and uh, yeah. Hopefully, you'll check us out in the future because you enjoy it just as much as we do. Check it out, guys. Hope you enjoyed. This has been telling, telling the, the odds. odds.